Society 13 Podcast Network, and you are listening to Kettle Whistle Radio with Heather and Dave, the only place I come for the music, macabre, and movies. You want to see something really scary? You bet. Music, horror, art, politics, and overall badass. Welcome to Kettle Whistle Radio for real on Society 13 Networks. David Fairhead and Heather Teddy. And welcome to Kettle Whistle Radio. This is Dave, flying solo again. No lovely assistant, no Heather Taddy this time, but very special episode. One that I never thought would be possible. I have tonight the band, The Final Cut, a band that was underground for a long time. Peaked with a couple of compilation albums. They haven't really stopped working. And uh, the man behind it, of course, is Anthony Chirac, who will be on with their guitarist. His, uh, his name is Christian Simon. Uh, some of you may know him from Faster Pussycat. Great guys. We had a great time. And we're going to play some great music. I just came back from vacation. I got a sinus infection, so you can hear some great coughing and hacking and sipping of beverage as well. My honey, what can I tell you? And right now, I think we should play a little The Final Cut. So you get a taste of what you're in store for. It's just some great metal, industrial, rock and roll, whatever you want to call it. These guys can do it all. And uh, let's hear Clean the Machine. No? Who's that? Who's that? Hear that? Something just tapped my microphone. And it wasn't me. Anyway, um, before I hear Clean the Machine, I should say this. I guess somebody was trying to remind me to do this. Um, we have a ghost in the studio again. Uh, we have a new show, Prog Rock Show. It's called Prog Watch with Tony. Listen to Tony. It's a great show. Uh, definitely, if you're into your Prog Rock, go to Society13 Society13network.wordpress.com or Society13 Network on Facebook. Check out Tony's show, man. Uh, it's good stuff. It's good stuff for all you prog rock fans. He digs deep. And it's good. Alright, hey, and, uh, always tune in to Mouthing Off of Chris Westrick. Let's not forget that. And The Wicked Library. Okay, let's not forget The Wicked Library with Nelson W. Piles, author of Demons, Dolls, and Milkshakes. And, um, also, TBA with Mr. Pink. The family's growing. TBA with Mr. Pink, Mr. Pink out in Alaska. Great show. He's had some great episodes too. Definitely, you'll get a good laugh while getting your politics as well as gun control issues. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and uh, now this.
presents the next step in evolution of horror. David J. Fairhead's The Fall of Tomorrow. The Fall of Tomorrow is a tale of desperation told by those who are striving to salvage some hope against a ravenous passion of evil bent on ruling our world. Burning Bow Publishing presents The Fall of Tomorrow by David J. Fairhead. Available May 1st at Amazon.com and at BurningBowPublishing.com. All right, folks, friends, and fiends, thank you for tuning into Kettle Whistle Radio one more time. I appreciate it. And actually, today I am honored with my guests, especially, I mean, I've been listening to The Final Cut for a long time. And I'm embarrassed to say um, that I actually missed something along the way. Now, I have with me Anthony Schrock from The Final Cut and Christian Simon. Correct. You may also know from Faster Pussycat from 2001 to the present, correct? Correct, yes. Absolutely. I'm honored to have both you guys on as a fan of both those bands. But right now I'm talking about The Final Cut. Uh, first of all, how did you guys get this thing together? How, get together? Was it just a matter of... Uh, I don't know, Newly Deads or Faster Pussycat? It's 60 degrees of separation from Tammy Down. That's the way everything works in life. I'm, whether you're dating or, you know, doing music, it's, uh, no, we got through Tammy. Okay, that's, I thought that was a common denominator. Um, I, uh, now, Anthony, don't hate me on this one, but Take Me Away, I missed that one. 1989, a club hit. I don't know how I missed it, but I missed right. it. I, I bought it today, just so uh, you know. But, <laughs> I still, I, I buy my music. I still buy my music. Outstanding. Uh, yeah, that was what I did when I was still doing. I was involved in doing the techno scene in Detroit, and uh, yep. uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Jeff. You know, techno is what it is, and it's uh, it's it's uh, it is what it is. You can't make it more than it is. And industrial music and you know alternative rock kind of threw me into the, their web because it's a little more program intensive, a little more musical. Yes. Uh, a little less synthetic. You can get a little more organic, and you know, there's a lot more doors and places to go. I mean, when you Dude, I mean, there's only so many drum beats, so many synths, so many stuff you could go through mm-hmm. on that end. That electronic music kind of runs its course. If you, uh, you know, yes. If you if you want to create, you know, you don't you definitely don't want to be hindered by like, oh, I I feel I can only stay within this, and we can't put a guitar if we're feeling angry, or you know, we can do angry synths. But <laughs> you know, we're, we're Whatever music dictated or wherever I wanted to go, that's where I went. Well, uh, the final cut, I gotta say, like, the guitars got heavy, the beats got stronger, and sure. your vocals add, like, this haunting crooning sound, which stands out from the rest, as far as I'm concerned. And I, I listen, you know, Pantera to Ministry across the board. Um, but when you put all those aspects together, that is the final cut, and they come together, I, I have to say that the girls that I play your stuff for, all the girls say one thing. They just turn and say, this music is sex. Yeah. Yeah. Much. Yeah, you're not hiding anything. It's pretty cool. No. It's just natural. I mean, songs like The Shake, I mean, it comes to, it's just, it's all right there. You're not looking for it and they hit you in the face. Like, oh, wow, how did I miss that? Right. <laughs> but um, I, I love it. I've been a fan for, I, well, as long as you've been around, except I missed that first thing you did there. I, <laughs> but now, who are the current members? Who do we have? We have, of course, we uh, have Christian. Basically, Christian and I, Tammy Down drops by. Um, we, we re-engaged a fellow named Chuck Alcazian. He's uh, located here in Michigan. Uh, John Garstecki, who was actually around during the Consumed Era, he's back with us. And it's, you know, it's kind of the same old crew and the same couple of, with this couple people sprinkled in. Chuck was around in the Chicago scene, and now he's back up in Michigan. So it worked out in, you know, in my favor in this case. Um, you know, it, it, it's a good call. It's a good group of guys, and, you know, they're very creative. And I think that, you know, one thing it's taught me is to surround yourself with creativity because it, it breeds creativity. Absolutely. And that's something I live by myself right now. I, I have to because I am a writer and, you know, there's no money in it anymore. But now and then you could be surprised. And I'm on my fourth publication now. We'll get into that later because I do, like I said, you got to, if you don't plug yourself, nobody else is going to do it for you. So <laughs> there's a lot of plugging over here, I have to say. Now, you mentioned uh, consumed in my hands. Is the actual CD? That's a CD case of Consumed. I own the Final Cut Consumed. I'm very proud of this. Yes, I purchased this back then. Uh, and earlier today, uh, well, we heard "Clean the Machine," and it's funny that you mentioned that song. Uh, what, what, why, why that one? Just a fan. Uh, it, it, it makes me think of William. Okay. And it, it brings back a time when we were all a little younger, and um, 
I don't know. It was a, it was a, it was a song that was like directed at the music industry, and yes. And the reason why I departed from it because I made myself a promise back when I started DJing. You know, I never stopped DJing. I just stopped making music because I said when it didn't become when it stopped being fun, I was going to check out of the hotel. Right. And, right. Uh, I stayed true to my word that uh, when it stopped being fun, I lost. That's that's Simple. unique. And instead, of, yeah, I, I and you didn't fall into any trends or anything because there was a gap there. And I was like, you know, I, I did look for you guys, and I found you on MySpace in the early days. You had right. some songs there, and then MySpace died, and uh, Facebook was up. You know, MyFace and all that crap. But um, yeah, I, I was just so happy to find you, and that you got you know you actually interact with a fan, much less you know just a, a podcaster. Do you do a lot of these? Uh, not really. I don't, uh, I don't really open myself up. I've always, I've always lended myself to the thought that, in the school of thought that, you know, you let your music do your talking. And mm -hmm. I just, uh, you know, maybe that's why we didn't achieve, like, the commerciality of some of the other bands in our genre at the time was because, right. you know, I kind of, I don't look for the spotlight. I don't dive out and scream me, me, me. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, I've always, always been of the, Kind of like maybe that's where the name, you know, with, we pinched the name from Pink Floyd for a reason because I've always liked the way they kind of surreptitiously just went about their way and yeah. didn't, uh, didn't whore themselves out or too much or, Absolutely. you know, scream, you know, this or that or change their hairstyle. They just kind of went out there and did their thing and they, you know, they incorporated a lot of different mm -hmm. genres and music styles and they just did their thing. And if the people liked it, then super. And if they didn't, then, you know, piss off. And it, that right. kind of mentality is like, I think what I kind of, you know, went after and you, yeah, it's you, not you a piss off in a, I'm better than you or a just, you know, like a dissing way. It's just more of like, you know, I don't want to have to ever compromise what I want to do for the sake of someone else's, you know, cause you're either living your dream or someone else's. And I always wanted to be my dream. And Anthony, I gotta tell you, you're, you're more punk rock than most of the punk rockers I've talked to. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah. It, uh, Christian Simon and you, uh, I mean, how do you find yourself when you flip flop between bands? I guess you come from a faster pussycat session, then you gotta get into an industrial mode. Is that, does it keep it fresh for you that way? Um, I, I like it. Um, I miss working with the newly deads, you know, since, uh, faster. Not, I mean, I love faster. Yeah. Um, but I, I miss, I miss, you know, some of that creativity. Mm -hmm. uh, that we had in Newly Dead, so this is kind of like a good outlet for me. That's cool. Uh, yeah, it keeps it. I, I yeah, if you could flip flop sounds like that, it's got to be new every time you walk in the studio. Yeah, but that's that's kind of what makes it fun. You know, you don't really ever want to get stuck in one genre or one one style. You're always trying to kind of like kind of stretch yourself a little bit. <laughs> is Anthony easy to work with? <laughs> <laughs> Jerry's out. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Newly Dead's man. I, I love that. I couldn't believe that you know there was that Susie and the Banshees cover. Um, yeah, that was yeah. just I love that. And, uh, yeah, when you can put a metal edge on something like that, that's what I live for. I, I just I enjoy that so much. So you don't really alter your playing going from Faster Pussycat to the final cut. Oh yeah. no, I, I alter it a lot. Yeah, you do. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah put on different boots. Approach altogether. <laughs> That's Still the same tyrant kind of guy running the band, though, you know? <laughs> <laughs> a little Trent Reznor going on there? Uh, negative. No, yeah, I didn't think so. I didn't a bad think word so. around these parts. Yeah, well, I've heard... I've had Eric Powell on the show. I mentioned uh, 16 Volt. And, yeah, he's he feels a lot the same as you on that uh, subject. You know, it's just that. If that's the measuring stick, I'd rather be measured up against Al or something. I mean, he'd mm -hmm. clean my clock, you know, creatively, but... I mean, I'd rather be mirrored against someone that I, uh, yeah, uh, I'll stop there. But, you know, I just, I think that a lot of people resent the fact that, you know, that's the way industrial music is when Suck was basically written by, you know, members of ministry and, you know, that you could go down to the, the production of Flood. Mm -hmm. and, you know, not every band had that luxury, like a 16 volt or a grinder band. And to be, to everybody, oh, you're in Trent Reznor's kind of music. It's like, wait a minute, I dropped a record in 1989. Trent Reznor is in my music. <laughs> I love it. I just love it. Eric Powell, he took the same stance on that. Now, going back to 1992, uh, Consumed, uh, that's an album. Here it is in my hand again. Um, you could listen to this as just one whole song. I, I, it's, every song is different, but I just go all the way through. I, I don't really, I have a favorite, but I, it's just one of those few albums you can go all the way through and listen to everything. It's just, it's very satisfying. Kind of different. Atonement, you, uh, everything sounds different. <laughs> Well, that's the thing, Bob, the working with different people and having mm -hmm. different ideals in the studio. And I mean, that's what Final Cut was founded on. And, you know, that's the way I, like I said, it, you know, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some. Yeah. I think when we were doing those records back then, 
unlike I think today, if those records were to be re, you know re-added and re-released, which mm-hmm. they are, um, mm-hmm. you know they're uh, they're going to be a little bit more widely accepted just because you, you can be a little bit more uh, I don't know free or with your music, if you will. Um, you don't have to be typecast like back right. in our day when you're holding your CD or I was record shopping or whatever. There was like you know house, deep house, mm-hmm. you know techno. It was all in one genre and right. I think nowadays you see a lot of bands crossing over like The Neighborhood or Arctic Monkeys or you know mm-hmm. uh, The Mission what's that girl the girl singer you turned me on to in this moment oh man The Gun Show oh right, right, good right. stuff it's man like, they, yeah, so they, they do a Blondie cover too now I think it's like it would be a lot more receptive than back when we did the original record I think when we did the original record it was just a step ahead and I'm not saying I'm a visionary or anything you know mm. I wouldn't want to say that All right, well I'll tell you for people like me you are because you helped me develop my own writing ability with playing that in the background set a mood Right. And it, it worked. And I, I was going to get into that later, but go ahead. Yeah, no, and then that's that's the way we set out. And like I said, it's like you, you when you're an artist, I mean, I think that uh, there's a difference between a musician and an artist. An artist is someone that has a vision and just kind of stays the path and stays mm-hmm. the course, rain or shine. And, uh, you know, hopefully you're around to see better days. And I think a musician is just someone that, you know, will, will pick up on a trend. I mean, could I sit down in my basement and my studio and knock out a R&B record with the way they're drum programming yes mm. <laughs> 65 minutes I saw I, that that video you have on your on Facebook oh, with the kid, kid a rap song in 30 seconds I mean, that's awesome know, I'm not uh, I'm not dogging them I'm just saying that it's true you know everyone has their own level of creativity and artistic you know what they're trying to convey in their art and mm-hmm. you know some people are more so than others and yeah. you know if you want to create and and be different in your styles and have an album that flows and might not be every song sounds alike right. or similar, then I think that that stands to, you know, that'll bode well over time. Absolutely. And Atonement, now, see, I am kind of a snob, but I, like I said I like Consume for the whole album. Atonement is my favorite of the two because every song is different. Um, the Shake, It Comes to, Terminate, Grind, all those songs, like, I, I one of my favorite bands is, was Faith No More, where every song was different from the next on an album. You were never bored. Uh, right. Atonement does that for me. Well, I mean, we tried to set out. I mean, Atonement, unfortunately, I ran out of gas towards the end of that record, and uh, that, uh, you know, that record had a, probably a lot more potential and that was unrealized, but rest assured that when we take the second crack at it, we won't be making any mistakes. Cool, cool. Yeah, would you mind if we play a tune off of that? Uh, not at all. Uh, you want to pick one, or do I get to do that? No, nah, it's dealer's choice, man. Oh, man. Okay, uh, let's let's go with, uh, I think folks really need to hear The Shake. There's some girls out there that would love this, I think, that haven't heard it yet. We, we ha- That's the beauty of this. We get to uh, get, I like to introduce people that just haven't heard this stuff yet. And there's a lot of them, you know, people, close-minded people. I have listeners that are close-minded. And uh, when they hear this, they're going to go look up your catalog. All right? Oh, uh, I appreciate it. And The Shake, wait, wait, did that come from a real place, or just a feeling? Ah, uh, strip club somewhere in the Midwest. Boom, boom. On tour, <laughs> something like that. That was perfect because that—that's going to lead me right into my next question after the song. Go, go. All right, man. Hold on, folks. We'll be right back. <laughs>
folks, that was The Shape with the final cut. I am here with Anthony Asrock. I was going to call you Asrock, which is a nickname. Anthony Asrock and Christian Simon of the final cut. And you're good with both those names anyway, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> now, we were just talking about The Shake, and uh, I was going to say, man, there, dude, there's a lot of strippers that are cheating themselves <laughs> if they don't indulge in the final cut. <laughs> I mean, do you ever hear your songs being played in a strip club? <laughs> no. Not yet? No, no, sir. <laughs> you might. No. We... <laughs> <laughs> All right, but you uh, said that. Put me on the spot on that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you never know. This, I, I, right, somebody right, out right. there is doing it. So, no, I haven't been fortunate enough to get a, you know, to be in a gentleman's club and I heard my own material yet. I've heard Tammy's material though. I've heard Faster Pussycat. Yes, I have. Yeah. I have heard that in, yeah, in strip clubs. Absolutely. Even, I'm talking way back in the 80s, like, uh, way back. <laughs> I think we're around the same age. I'm not going to age us completely. But we're talking about rap music too. That's, the 80s were a good decade of rap where everything sounded creative and different. So I, yep. I, did, I, did, I was a fan of some rap. Absolutely. No, I mean, that's what I, I mean, please don't take the, the programming comment. No, no, no. I mean, same could be said, I guess, about techno or whatever genre right. you're looking at. I mean, you know, the rappers, I've always taken my cue from the rap community, mm -hmm. even back in the 80s, because they're usually the ones that are, are the more creative, and wow, this is going to probably sound a lot more horrible than it's meant to be said. But I, I think that you're most creative when you're, when you're forced to use like creative methods to get stuff done. I remember mm -hmm. we deep into the cotton, we only had an A track, Bostox, and a sampler that had 2.5 seconds of stereo sampling time, five <laughs> seconds of mono, and you know we'd be bouncing. So basically, you'd bounce all your drums down to one track, and you had MIDI striped on one, so you you know you're running out of tracks. So I think that uh, that could be said about the rappers too. They get real creative, very, and you can take your cues from them far as like drums and stuff absolutely no, I, again i'm a fan of rap i've had rappers on here several now all in the pittsburgh area but um it, it just like you said it, it the ones that stand out are the most creative that's all there is to it i mean right. I, I'm, I'm really not into the kanye thing i can't like it <laughs> I, i've gotten in trouble for that but i just it, it, sometimes the attitude like you said you know the attitude will turn you off from listening to even if it's good you get turned off um I, I i was on your your site uh full effect entertainment and I, I listened to the sampling, uh, Thinning the Herd, which is yeah. awesome. Now, are those all bands signed under Full Effect Entertainment? Correct. Because you got some variety there, man. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. I mean, that's, that. that's a, the label. My friends call it my uh, million-dollar jukebox. But, I mean, the <laughs> label was always started with the best of intentions. Unfortunately, uh, you know, somewhere in the somewhere in there, when I'm, with a conversion to CDs to MP3s, boy, it really, it really made the label life miserable and I should have took my mm -hmm. cue from the majors who probably sent up the flares when they were just gobbling you know gobbling up publishing you know right um, they were well aware the the CD was in a downward you know decline at that point because they were just going after the content right um, and usually that would be a pretty good indicator that your CD sales are bottoming out and then I went to the Sony distributed through Sony. I went to their independent label conference a couple of years ago and the guy was like, well, you know, we did 13 or 11% wax and wax and CDs were almost on par, which was kind of alarming, but it was kind of neat to see wax popping its head back up. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. Um, a store downtown. We have a mutual friend, by the way. I don't know if by name, if you know him, Jim Simonic. Are you familiar with him? Uh, Re Reinforced. He does the uh, electronic saviors one, two, and three compilation. Industrial... He, um, well, he has a new one out. Uh, Jim Smock, he, well, he's in Reinforced. He works at Ides, and they get a lot of vinyl down there. He knew you right away. Um, anyway, he, yeah, he's raising money for cancer with the Electronic Saviors compilation albums. We were talking like a 100 artists, uh, industrial and electro, electric techno artists on each of these box sets. They're amazing. Um, yeah, the third one just came out. I had, I wanted to plug that for him, but he knew you right away. Look up Jim Simonic and Electronic Saviors. I think you're going to recognize a lot of your, your friends on there, to tell you the All truth. Right. Yeah, I mean, really, uh, with 300 artists, and they raised a lot of money, which is a cool thing. That, that makes sense to me. I'm glad that artists are still doing that. Now, yeah. um, I'll, I'll ask for you, what, what is this method of operation I came across as well? <laughs> this is new for me too. It hasn't is yet to be defined, but okay. uh, it's, it's going to be the it's the title of the newest uh, the new album that's coming out. Uh, it's a working title. Yes, it's a working title. Okay, okay. Wasn't sure if I hit on something bad there. Oh <laughs> no, not at all. It's just been uh, 
it was should have been probably released about four years ago, and I sat on it, mm. and um, much to the chagrin of Christian and some others. But uh, I sat on it because I just didn't feel, you know, I I, I didn't feel the industrial. Uh, you know, I wasn't feeling like industrial or that alternative music had made its like indent. Uh, yeah, now that I saw Al do the weather in Texas, that I, I pretty much took that as the, the seventh seal. You know, it's time to get back busy. Yeah, Al, Al Jorgensen, man. I, I mean, he just keeps putting stuff out. It's it's his final album every year. Oh, he it's did a, the weather on Channel 7. Oh, he actually did the weather. Paso. <laughs> and when you see Uncle Al doing the weather, it's pretty much, uh, like I said, it's like time. It's, it's, it's our time now, which is cool. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think Eric Powell would say the same thing. Absolutely. I mean, he, he keeps plugging away. He doesn't even care about the changes in the in the music and everything. Uh, it's kind of amazing. I, I I'll tell you. I mean, most of the people I run across, I'm, you know, they they ask me who the most, you know, you know who's the cool. They, Al's by far one. I mean, Al and Tammy, you know, Christian's talented. I mean, those guys, those kind. Of, when you're around that kind of talent, it's like you, <laughs> it's just unbelievable. I mean, Al's such a, a he's just an amazing talent. Actually, yeah, I have his book too. I've been following him. I mean, even from the early with sympathy days, I like that stuff. I mean, it's yeah, it's more Pet Shop Boys, but it was pretty interesting stuff at the time. Yeah, you don't I, ever bring that up around him. I know. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Yeah, if I ever get that lucky. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I was listening to the, the full effect uh, sampler you have. Porn Star stood out, of course, and Terminate. You guys on there and In Denial. That's a remix of the Newly Deads. Uh, I believe so. Yeah, man, I, I, I really dug that. I think I'll be buying that. I, I, now, you've worked with Ogre in the past? I have. Yeah, because you were on the same label with Skinny Puppy back in the day. Yep. Yeah. What was that like? Because I know he's a cool dude. And... Oh, he's awesome. I love Kevin a lot, man. Kevin, Kevin's one of my boys. I mean, I, Dwayne Gatow, one of the things, another thing that I came across in my my search of my, my little back catalog quest because um, we're reissuing deep into the cut on vinyl in mm-hmm. Europe, and then it's probably going to come out here in the States. But uh, I found a record that Dwayne and I did back years ago in uh, Vancouver. I completely forgot about it. Oh, wow. And uh, so that was kind of cool rolling across that. But those guys are awesome. I mean, you know, Dig It was probably the song that was sol- solely responsible for really dragging me into industrial. I remember I was just rocked one night out when I was a kid. And I uh, went to a club, a little more alternative club. I was spinning at a techno mm-hmm. club. Sure. And I walked in and I heard Dig It. And I don't know whether it was the, the right moment or I was just twisted enough. But that, that would blow your shoes right off. I mean, immediately. Right, uh, I mean, they they got me hook, line, and sinker. So. What about you, Christian? Uh, what, where, what, how did industrial start for you? Playing it, or did you have something earlier? Um. I guess not. I guess Nine Inch Nails was the first. Yeah. Yeah, I heard the first yeah. album. Yeah, that was like that first album. Mm-hmm. And the second, Three Hate Machine or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I, the first three. I, I, it got Metal Guys. It gave Metal Guys an excuse to go ahead and listen to the, the, the stuff the girls were listening to. I hate <laughs> saying that, having a show named after a Jane's Addiction song, but girls got me into Jane's Addiction too. Yeah, Jane's Addiction was great. I, mm-hmm. I mean, like Christian and I like meet, uh, Jesus and the Mary Chain. I mean, I could go back to a a thousand bands that I like in you know in yes. that genre in that era, um, you know maybe not the quote unquote industrial right. genre, but definitely the yeah. alternative bands of that era. Yeah, I was a big fan of all you know the alternative movement. That's kind of like where I started my 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 work. Um, I'd been a fan of like you know rock music and stuff like with Master and everything earlier on, but. Um, I developed more of a, a love for alternative music and that led into other, you know, other types of music. I like a lot of things. I think most musicians do. And yeah. Most musicians have like a, a broad taste in music. I'm hoping I might get to see you if you're going to be with Faster when they're uh, in Pittsburgh on July 29th. I just looked up. Yeah, the uh, Quiet Riot sh- that tour. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I, I'm going to try to get to that one because I, you know what, Faster, I have, I don't know. I think I saw them. Ooh, I think I saw in the late '80s, but I, I now I don't remember. It was like, well, that's a long story too. <laughs> I won't get into that. But I, I, I haven't seen them in recent years. We'll say, and it seems like you've been very busy touring. Yeah, we spend a lot of time touring. We really enjoy doing it. Uh, it's a little frustrating because we keep having to put down recording projects because we're, you know, we're working on on stuff there too in the Faster Camp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we haven't had a new record out in a few years. Um, so what we're actually trying to do is two EPs this year. 
uh, instead of one record because we, we keep going off on tour. <laughs> well, hey, well, you're doing better than most of those bands. I mean, all, all those bands is like what three different rats. Then now there's two Queens Rikes, and it's you know I just, something gets lost in all that. But you guys, what I hear is still solid, and I appreciate that keeping that music alive. Yeah, well, you know, and, and our band, you know, our lineup's been together for a really long time. I mean, four out of the five guys are all newly dead guys too. Yeah, you know? it's awesome. So, I mean, we've been playing together, and it always trips me out when I think about this. But I've been playing with those guys for like 18 years. Mm. We've, all, wow. we've all learned how to play with each other, you know. So, um, and not to knock any other bands, but I, I think that makes a difference with, with the fans. You know, I think they like to identify with the members with the members of the band. You know, I think they like seeing the same members every time, you know, they go and see a show. I know I did when I was mm -hmm. younger, you know. I'd go and see one of my favorite bands and then, like, some dude's playing guitar I'd never seen before, you know. Right. <laughs> uh, so I think that consistency that we've managed to maintain. Um, Integrity. Um, I, I think it I think it adds something to our stage performance. You know, we're much more intuitive, so I think we're more entertaining. Um it, it, it's it's fun. I mean, I love touring. It's it's it makes it easy. Uh, playing, with those, playing with those guys for so long makes it easy. This this I question know. is actually aimed for both of you. Uh, like, how do you see audience changed in the past ten years? Uh, I, I have an answer that Eric Powell gave me. I want to see how close you guys get to it. But is there a big change in your audience when you set up in a club? Um. Less people, more, or more people getting into uh, it? it. You know, it, it varies with, you know, because it, I, we did a tour, you know, last like last year, I think, sometime in March, April. Then, you know, I live in California. I figured mm -hmm. the whole country was sunny in March, April. <laughs> uh, I spent most of that tour, you know, trying to undig the, the tour bus, you know. So if you play someplace, <laughs> you know, in the Rockies in Colorado and there's a blizzard outside, you know, you, you can't be surprised when you see that a whole lot of people didn't risk their lives trying to make it to the show. <laughs> right. Um, uh, so things like that, you know, I get that. You know, but we've been fortunate. We've done the Monsters of Rock Cruise, too, for the last uh, three years. Yeah, it's awesome. And, Love it. Um, and that's brought more that's brought more of an audience out because I think we reminded a bunch of people that we were kind of still around, you know, because Pastor <laughs> was always somewhat underground. It's not like we're out there waving flags all the time. So right, it was just good um, rock and roll. I mean, it was real. That's why you guys are still right, doing it. Right, and and I think we got a chance. I think by doing that first cruise, we got a chance to to show you know uh, all those people from you know that same kind of like age group that we are and there's like that like hey we're still we're still around and kicking and stuff so that's mm. been that's been really good for us we've definitely noticed an increase uh, in in audiences since then since started doing the cruise that's awesome I, I i want to get uh back into the movie thing here uh we were talking, I was talking about well i was thinking about soundtracks when i think of the final cut and you guys playing like i don't think you've done soundtracks is that something that you'd want to do oh, i mean i've we've done uh Jody Foster's uh, contact. Uh, I've done higher learning. Uh, oh right, okay. okay. So there, there's a lot. I mean, I, yeah, soundtracks are always cool. I mean, I haven't done the, you know, where I've been hired like Trent or you know a specific artist to like do a, you know, like Zombie Rob or somebody like you know. Or I haven't been, you know, done a whole soundtrack myself. Right. Um, would I like to? Absolutely. Yeah, you could definitely. I mean, I hear your sound, and it's a, you could definitely orchestrate a soundtrack. I mean, it could, like, like, like I said, when I'm writing, I play your stuff and whole chapters just come right out. It just, it's just like, cause it, it, there's a visual with the song. And I don't know if you picture that visual when you're writing it, but it's there. I mean, some of your, well, your it's music. Life, and I think mm -hmm. that it paints itself. I mean, you know, when we tour, a part of our, our, our touring appeal is that, you know, we try to do a, we try to give those crowd visuals as well as, you know, I don't, I'm not one of those guys where you're going to see the spotlight on me, you know, front and center. It's like we're always back, backlit with reds and purples. And if you can find me through the fog, good luck. <laughs> um, you know, I like to be able to walk out when I'm off stage and have a certain anonymity. And I've always enjoyed that. That you is know, cool. Like I enjoy walking into a place and, you know, people don't know who you are. And, you know, conversely, I went to, <laughs> I've known, you know, Bob out here for a while, Mr. Richie. Fancy boy. And we went to a basketball game one time and I will never ever forget just trying to get to our seats what a chore it was. And I promised myself I would never go to a game with him again. But more importantly, it just reinforced <laughs> the fact that I just enjoy my life. And you know, I cool. love living out in the country and Michigan and it's just, you know, I'm not Ted Nugent. I'm not out skinning animals or nothing, but I just like <laughs> land and stuff like that. 
What are you uh, What are you listening to these days? Anything in particular that you put on when you are chilling out? Uh, yeah, the, some of the bands I named earlier, like mm-hmm. uh, the Neighborhood, is one of my favorites right now. I think they're uh, they're kind of neat. Awesome. Um, I will be looking them up. Yes, I, they're. I mean, most of the stuff I like is a little more eclectic. I mean, I wouldn't expect everybody on you know in the in the known world to know it. I mean, do I know the the hits? Yeah, of course I do. Um, I thought. Uh, you know, I've heard a little bit of the new ministry. It's interesting. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I like, uh, I like some of the new stuff that's coming out. I, I, I think that our time is, uh, you know, I like our music. So Absolutely. I'm really fully geared and, you know, kind of excited about us to really make a mark this time. I, that is really exciting to hear. It makes me happy too, uh, being one of my favorites. I mean, this is why today is like so important to me. I, you know, I'm never going to get guys like, let's say, Justin Broderick from Godflesh, who I, I enjoy, love Godflesh, and they help me write a lot of what I write. But, um, he's not, they're not really fan friendly. But today, you know, I get to talk to the guys behind the final cut, who indeed, you guys breached my skull and helped me tap into the finer, fairly dark contents of my brain. And you pull things out of there that I didn't know I had. That, that's good writing. So I, I'm just happy to, and honored to be talking to you guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. You know, this is where you should probably tell folks where to find your stuff. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, plug you away. W, if, you know, most of the art, uh, www. That one too many W's? That's not three W's. <laughs> I'm stuck. Uh, yeah, com is the website proper. And, uh, you know, go check out the bands and, you know, hopefully we could, uh, you know, be on tour with Final Cut. I'm hoping by fall. Um, yeah, so we'll, uh, hopefully entertain you guys this time around. Yeah, please. Please do. And, um, do you guys watch that metal show? Uh, I don't. From time yeah. to time, yeah. Tammy yeah, was on it. <laughs> I do when Christian's over. I mean, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm, like, when I say I, like, when we start writing, I remove myself as far as I can from music. I don't want anything to influence me or, you know, because as a DJ, you know, your ear will just, you know, always jump to a beat you hear like or a synth yes. line you like or it's just inherent. So try not to pinch something that you like or you think you could do a drum beat better. It's just kind of hard to do when you're a DJ because my ear is just immediately attracted to music. I, I totally respect that. I'm going to tell you you're absolutely right because uh, I'm going to go a different route with this. One of the, the guests I've had in here and one of the, the guys, the, the authors that are on my on our label, um, John, Mr. John Russo, who wrote the original Night of the Living Dead, um, you know, Romero, oh. Romero directed it. Are you familiar with John Russo at all? I'm familiar with the Night of Living Dead. I got okay. yeah. baked one night and watched that. <laughs> well, John Russo hasn't stopped writing, and he's a great guy. Just he was one of my first guests ever, and we're friends now. He said, "I asked him. I said, you know, with all these Italian zombies and Walking Dead and everything, are you watching any of these?" He's like, and he's like, "No, absolutely not. I don't want to be influenced by any of that." And that makes complete sense. I stopped. Right. I stopped reading certain horror and uh, sci-fi just because I don't want to be influenced. I, I, you know, I, I want to think my stuff is original, <laughs> even right. if it's not. But yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I, define original. I mean, <laughs> vision, the dream. I mean, you're you're going to be really hard not to come across a word or a phrase or a sentence that hasn't been uttered in the last four thousand years. Yeah. So <laughs> I think these guys sure. like Eric Pride's going after people for using his snare and crap like that is just BS. I think it should be every man for himself to a certain extent. But everyone, everyone's so lawsuit happy these days. And yeah, so, man ridiculous even like this what i'm doing i you know i have to make sure you guys are cool with me playing your music because uh they're you know the music police will come after you itunes is pretty strict but as long as i get permission i'm it's good to go uh you can spend our stuff anytime and we appreciate it absolutely man i'm gonna be hitting a lot of your stuff on that there's so much i I was like a kid in toys r us when i looked at your the full effect um page i was like wow look at all these bands i don't even know where to start and well, I, just send me your Addy, and I'll pipe you off a nice package. For man, you. I'm very excited. And you got T-shirts. And I, yep. I, did you give uh, give out your uh, Twitter accounts, guy? Not accounts, uh, but your I think Twitter. it's com. Okay. If you go to the website, uh, it's going to be updated. I was supposed. I, I think it's supposed to be July one when we kick off the whole new site. It's a brand okay. new site, the Full Effect Music Group. Awesome. Um, it's going to incorporate like Christian also does photography. Mm-hmm. It's going to incorporate a lot of different mediums of art going to be a little bit more entertaining in about uh, a week or so oh, so okay. you know, make sure you check it out and I, like i said i'm a big the strongest fan of the bands that are on our label i mean they're all there for a reason um it, it it's like you know white pulp and bands like that uh marion crane and bastion bomb and a lot of bands like because in this day and age too i mean the, you got to really 
cut through the froth, man. It's like there's so much music out there. Yes. I mean, as a DJ, like I said, I keep that, I hate to keep harking back to that, but I kind of base like most of my musical knowledge off that. It's like I get a thousand house songs in a month. <laughs> I, I couldn't play them all, even if I liked them all. That's so. that's incredible. Uh, on a much lesser note, I, I have um, a connection. His name's Dave Barsky. He's in a band called uh, Flying Medusa. For some mm. reason, I don't know if you know them, but uh, some reason out in um, Milwaukee, there's a hotbed of stoner rock, stoner doom rock. Now, not death okay. metal, not growlers, but these this guy, he sends me new bands. I can't keep up with it. There's so much, and they don't like the death metal. They're, they they're, they're, they like to sing. And it, it's totally different. I got a weird community over in that Kenosha, North Chicago. I lived in Chicago for seven years, and that community up there is pretty laid back, and they like revolution, and a lot of the, uh, a lot of the more reggae. It's like you wouldn't imagine it in a million <laughs> years if you went up there, because you think of Milwaukee, Miller Lite, <laughs> you know, and then you go up there, and there's a bunch of deadheads up there. You're like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's true. I've talked to a friend that lives in Kenosha, so I know exactly what you're talking about. It's a tight community. I mean, it really is, and they're so into it. I, I love the enthusiasm. That's what that's what it gets to me. It gets me excited. It gets me excited about music again. And talking to you right now gets me excited about music. I'm gonna go right to your site again. Um, and again, folks, that's Full Effect. What is it? Full Effect Entertainment, correct? Yeah. Well, right now it's FullEffectRecords.com. It'll okay. be a redirect. You know, when the uh, actual, okay. the big daddy's up July 1st. But yeah, it's got merch, shirts, and just getting back to your live question, I yeah. thought about it for a second and. If you don't mind me expanding. No problem, man, because I have a follow-up to that. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that in this day and age where everything is downloadable and, you know, people are now really hungry for the visuals of live music. I think that, uh, you know, some of the DJs are showing it with their videos and, and stuff like that. Like, there's VJs now that just strictly spin the videos with the music and mm -hmm. do it in a club atmosphere, and they're not... You know, radio slamming songs are actually mixing songs because they make transitions from 128 to 75 or 100. And they make it easy for DJs. And I think that there's a visual culture being born, a huge one, that needs to be entertained. And, and the stimulus needs to not only come musically, it needs to come, like, visually as well. I agree. And I think that people are really getting into that aspect. And you can't download that. And mm -hmm. you can't, you know, that's why I think you're seeing this influx of super huge artists and why i'm happy i'm still young enough and good looking enough to go on stage that uh i'm not going out there like fat elvis which is cool but i i think that you know the monetization of this music industry has gotten so needle pointed that there's a lot of money to be out there made out there live and bands realize that that's why nickelback just gives their shit away online because they're not going to make, they don't care about the dollar they're going to get off you for a download. They care about the 50 you're going to fork over at the show. Yeah. And then right. buy their t-shirt. And, you know, Bob had a good strategy. When paying $15 to go see him, everybody's like, woo, woo. But, you know, <laughs> little do they know, he owns the t-shirt company and not uh, the merch company that supplies all his merch. <laughs> so while you're saving that 10 bucks off the ticket price and then you go spend it on his shirt he, that he's paying two bucks for and he's hitting you for 25, you know, the kid's not stupid. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, yeah, uh, uh, on that note, too, uh, back to the 16-volt uh, Eric Powell thing, he said that there's just a problem getting people out of the house. Now, yeah, Christian hit on that a little bit, too, depending on where you go. But, right. like, the kids aren't going out. When I go to clubs now, it's people, you know, my age, 35 and older. I'm, I'm older, by the way, um, that go to the shows. Now, some of them bring their kids. <laughs> but, right. uh, yeah, do you see that happening? Or are people actually filling up the clubs when you're out there? Or? Well, it was, it was a mixed bag. Like, you know, filter. Prime example, I love RP and I went to go see him play live and literally is a free show. It was, a, it was sponsored by a local radio station mm -hmm. and I walked in the door, got my wristband, walked in the door and I literally could walk from the door straight to the stage yes. and shook his hand without that, yes. one person. But conversely, when Skinny Puppy played and they didn't drop Dig It, they didn't drop Texture, they didn't uh. drop, um, any of the really, uh, Warlock for that matter. Man. Um, and it was packed. It was literally asses to elbows in that place. So, yeah, it's unpredictable. Sold out. Just unpredictable. So, you know, and I I missed Thrill Kill, which was uh, I shouldn't have done, but you yeah, know, we're trying to get stuff done before he goes on tour. So, uh, I didn't get to gauge the Thrill Kill show. I know that a bunch of people, you know, posted mm -hmm. about it and said they loved it. Yeah, I heard it was good. Yeah, I, saw, so, I saw them with Ministry a while ago. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, I think that it's it's hit and miss, but I think it also has to do, you know, I still, I, I'm a firm, trench believer that, you know, shows, if the right show comes along and it's promoted right and the timing's right, I mean, it, it's going to sell out. Mm -hmm. But, you know, at the end of the day, you're correct. I mean, I think it's a little bit older crowds. Yeah. But I, last time I saw Faster Pussycat play, I was amazed by the younger crowd. In that's there. good. Yeah, that's good. I like to right. hear that. Um Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What was I going to tell you? The, um, as far as, like, uh, this is actually for both of you, because there's got to be something here. What songs out there, if you were to remake, what would you remake? Wow. There's got to be a fun song. I have one in mind that I'm waiting for one of my favorite bands to redo. A Nobody will touch song? it. I have one that I'm just waiting for somebody to do, and I say it on a lot of my shows. Twilight Zone by Golden Earring. Nobody will touch it. Nobody. I don't know why. Maybe yeah. they didn't give it up. I'd love to hear a heavy remake of that. That baseline. I, I, I mean, I would. Uh, Golden I don't know. Man. Yeah, you're, you just stumped the whole crowd. I would <laughs> do. Uh, wow, if I could do one. You could song. do one remake. Oh, maybe do an EP of remakes. Can we submit our Can we submit our answers via email? You sure can. Yeah, I'll announce it anytime. <laughs> like I would literally have to sit out and, and comb my brain. Like if you're really giving me just one to redo, uh, I, I wouldn't even. I would. Uh, Wish you were here comes to mind, but I don't know how we ooh. would do that. I know that could work. Oh, you hear my dog barking? There we go. Yeah, can we hold on just for a second? <laughs> hold on, folks. I got to take care of a puppy. So we have birds and dogs. Uh, we're in the, uh, what did you call it, the Final Cut Aviary, and I got Kane on control over here. But uh, but we're back. What were we talking about? <laughs> remakes. Strippers. So, yeah, uh, that's no, it. yeah, remakes about what one song you would do. I mean, I'm sure, I don't know about Christian, but, I mean, there is... Wish you were here only because, you know, I, I miss Tucker and, and Lafada, the two guys that, you know, were pretty champions of Final Cut really early on, passing way before their time. Mm -hmm. You know, that was a big, uh, I think that was another inhibitor of us going anywhere when, you know, William passed and Joe right after with a brain tumor, kind of like. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. That's oh, man. awful. It's like, you know, and then when you think back, like, how well, how would. How it was the best way to honor him? It's not to like crawl into a shell. It's to just keep on going with Final Cut, and yes. then the songs that they played on will be heard at some point. And once you come to that grips with that shit, you know. Yeah, well, that, that's great. I mean, you're gonna put stuff back out that they played on. Oh yeah, the, good. We re-edited awesome. consumed and atonement's probably oh, next on the chopping block. It's they're just re, you know, consumed was this record that I've always wanted to go back on because mm -hmm. network in those days we only had a, you know, you had a recording budget. And, right. uh, when we eclipsed the recording budget, they were kind of, you know, putting, you know, putting periods on I's and crossing T's or what was that? Lowercase J's. Lowercase J's. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, they were kind of rushing us and, you know, we had a publishing company back then and rightfully so. They wanted radio records. They didn't want us to be this obscure band that spewed out whatever we were doing. And we had a lot of, you know, an influx of pressures from different places. And I think the music kind of like, was made for, you know, I don't know. It was it was being directed and steered mm -hmm. in directions that I wasn't comfortable with. You know, like, well, don't touch me in those places. Well, that's pretty cool. You're gonna make uh, my my CD version uh, a collector's item now. That's a, uh, you're reissuing it. I like it. Might be. Yeah, I'm holding gold right here. I, I wonder how Christian. I, actually, uh, I wanted to talk about Clean the Machine. That song live would be like probably one of your heaviest. As far well, as like metallic, my favorite song to do live, actually. Yeah, like that's very like um, sixteen volt, uh, two wires thin. Excuse me, I'm choking here, getting over being sick. Uh, but you know, clean the machine. Like I, Christian, how do you feel about playing a song like that? It's got to be exciting. Have you played it yet? Uh, I haven't played it yet, no. Mm. But uh, that's there's gonna a be lot fun. Of songs that I look forward to. Like what? I'm, I'm curious to hear what you have to say about that. Is there any in particular? Uh, I love them? Terminate. I love. Oh Terminate. yes, thank you. Great song. Great song. That was gonna if well I was gonna open up with that, but uh, clean the machine just seemed to be the right way to go. <laughs> I also there was some influence on the other side. Too. <laughs> yes, sir. Now it is time to clean the machine. We're about ready. I love it. No, I'd love to be the start of this revolution you got going on here. Um, you're the is, first interview I've done, man. Um, I'm honored. Yeah, you're always welcome back here. Once you're in the KWR family, well, we can let you go, but you're always welcome back. Oh, when I come to Pittsburgh, we'll tear it up, man. Oh, there's hell a, yeah, there's man. A couple, there's a couple of really good friends I have out that side. And, good. You know, I look, I look forward to getting on the road and translating it for everybody oh, man. who needs help to translate it. Please put me on the list. I will love it. Oh, absolutely, man. You're, you're gonna, we're gonna stay in touch now. I mean, like I said, it's, 
I'm very particular about who I do interviews with, and you seem very enthusiastic about it. And, you know, that's the type of people that I choose to, you know, I choose to socialize with. I don't want, you know, just because what industrial or whatever alternative is coming back into fashion, they're going to jump on board. It's like, nah. But I, I can't say anything else to that. I mean, I'm speechless. Except that I do have to plug myself real quick because because right, of you, I have written this book called The Fall of Tomorrow. And this is not a zombie book, folks. But if you like demons and monsters, you'll enjoy this one. Um, it's out there on Amazon.com, Kindle 2.99. Uh, the book itself, I think, is 11:34. I'm going to be in Indianapolis uh, this weekend for the uh, Days of the Dead Festival. I don't know if you ever make it out to that one. But that's supposed to be. Look up Days of the Dead in Indianapolis. Wait till you see the guest list. For some reason, Dre Mateo will be there from <laughs> Sons of Anarchy and uh, Sopranos. <laughs> What's that <Wow>. about? <laughs> Corey Feldman yeah, too. I to go see a bunch of dead people so much in my life. Yeah, <laughs> man. Uh, wait till you see. You gotta see the list. D. Snyder was there, but can't, was on it, but canceled. That's a shame. But what are you gonna do? Uh, Oklahoma, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah. When Faster was doing Oklahoma, and I was, I mm. did the first, not the whole tours. I just parsed in with these cats and yeah i got to they were doing this rock Oklahoma, and there's rat was there and there's a bunch of bands that i really wanted to see motley crew i think was there good well, stuff but, it's, it's all fun man I, I like kicks i have this thing for kicks i, for some I remember reason. i was pretty drunk and high <laughs> <then. laughs> no, was I, but i had like at least ripped off a couple over three days talking might have been there there's some crazy bands yeah uh, they usually pull them out of the woodwork i like la guns too i've always that's another band uh, yeah i do too we've toured with those guys a bunch uh, like i know you with, did yeah uh, with Tracy and and with Phil. Oh, uh, Phil's such a great. He's hilarious. Absolutely. Dude, Tipsin' Up is a good, another good one. I yeah. Like, yeah. That dude never had bad weed, man. Never, <laughs> never. He's like, if you ever run a chip and he offers to burn you off, dude, stand <laughs> in that circle. <laughs> My one bit of advice for y'all. <laughs> that's funny. That's good. That's the that's the first uh, um, anti endorsement I've had in a long time. Um, <laughs> this uh, this this isn't advice, but this is something um, I don't know if you've heard of the band, uh, the Bloody Nerve. They're kind of they're out of Tennessee. Um, it's kind of what do you call it? blues rock? Uh, a guy and a girl. But my friend Stacy Blood, he um, what they do, and it seems like you guys did this early. Instead of putting full length albums out, they put a couple songs, a couple of EPs, a remix. And then it leads up to an album. How are you going to approach your next one? You put an album out. You're going to do song by song on iTunes. You're going to drop a single, and we're going to give it away. Okay. Okay. Now that is point, the approach. At now. this point in the game, it's like, you know, I'm 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 not. The cool thing is, I'm not coming back into music, you know, because I'm broke and living on the street. I'm coming back into music because once again, it's fun again. It's like the programming's back to where it needs to be. The shift in the polar ice caps is gone, you know, my way in the sense that rap is kind of taking the back seat to rock. And you just wait for, you know, just like anyone else, man, you wait for a trend and you see it and then you identify it and you say, okay, now it's time for us to make our, our move. And hopefully this time we'll do it a little bit more correctly. I mean, you know, I was young and, you know, your priorities change when you get a little older. Mm -hmm. uh, your delivery method changes, I'm sure. And, uh, you know, we just want people to hear the music that we work on. And then when we go to take it live, hopefully we can translate it well for them. And, you know, that's that's kind of what I miss. And I, I miss, the, you know, playing for people. I miss walking on stage. And, you know, I'm kind of envious of these guys because they're, you know, spinning around the, the globe over here. That's fantastic. And, uh, you know, I'm sitting sitting here minding the candy shop. And so <laughs> now it's time for uh, Daddy to go back out and do some work. Hey, man, Al, Al, Uncle Al, he, he minded the candy shop for years. And they got back into it tenfold, you right. know. So maybe it is your time. Well, I mean, you know, that's that. it's unfortunate. But I think that everybody's palate is that, you know, you have to wait for, mm -hmm. especially when you're in a genre or you've been pigeonholed and, and I mean, like I, you know, Christian and I have talked about this as well as Tammy and I. It's like, like, you know, once you get past the, the typecast and stuff, it's music's music, and you either like it or you don't. Right. Uh, you know, I, I, there's country songs that I like, and not that I, you know, I'm not taking any away from country. I'm just saying that there you could find in music, in every genre of music, maybe a little something that you could find palatable or tolerable. Um, so I look forward to going out and doing the right thing and getting crispy in here and, you know, having some fun. And there's, you know, Trent and a couple other guys that are in the band now, the live version. And then whatever other guitarist, whether it's Rachel or whomever that we bring out with us, I'm going to enjoy every minute of it because, you know, it's not a tour. You know, we're a little older. Yeah. <laughs> won't be Like, I won't be spinning in places or, or performing in places and not remembering anything because <laughs> there's cell phones to, to record it all this time. 
Well, no, they, well, it's coming from a real place, and I was just refreshing to hear that. It's nice when you hear that your heroes are real people, because so many times I'm sure you've met some of those people out there. You, you're like, oh wow, I'm not even going to listen to the music anymore. <laughs> Their music. Yeah, seriously. Oh, I've met a few, man. I mean, uh, I know you did. <laughs> no doubt in my mind. Um, well, uh, we'll go out with this one. Um, you, first of all, you, I'm going to let uh, Christian answer the, the question first while Anthony thinks of the, the song we're going to go out with. But, uh, Christian, favorite horror movie? Favorite horror movie? Name a bunch of um, The Thing. John Carpenter's The Thing. Beautiful. No, that was perfect and easy. Yeah, good. Good one. Anthony, you got a favorite horror movie? Horror movie? Yeah. Oh, man. He's going to wreck me on this one. Yeah. I, I'm going to go with uh, Usual Suspects. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, dude. I mean, you know what? I'm gonna, I like the older horror movies, but they lost me somewhere. Yeah, uh, when they got silly. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't like to be able to write the script before I watch the actually, movie. Actually, yes. The Fog, too. That was a really good Yeah, The good Fog one. was a good the one. The Fog is one of my favorites, man. That's, that's, that's one of my favorites, classic. too. Yes. I always go with, and you know what? I go with Jaws, because that's like real vis- visceral horror. You yeah, know? Jaws was good. And my evil, dad took evil me dead. to see Jaws. I didn't want to go in the ocean. Yeah. I just, yeah. Came, <laughs> I just came from that. I was out at Montauk on Long Island for a vacation. <laughs> and, yeah, you really look at it differently, <laughs> especially after a shark tournament. Yeah, we're going in the water. Really <laughs> smart, really smart. Well, all right. Well, I'm on Twitter, at, at Fairly Dark. You guys hit me up, and uh, hopefully your, your fans and friends will hit me up as well. As always, you get our archive shows at society13podcast.wordpress.com. All the shows are archived there. But we're on Facebook, Kettle Whistle Radio. Look us up and also check out The Fall of Tomorrow. As for the final cut, Anthony Schrock and Christian Simon. I honestly, uh, I couldn't be more happy to have you guys on. Uh, thank you, man. And Anthony, did you do your homework and come up with a song we're going to go out to? Oh, man. I have how your catalog. Did, how did so. you warriors dance? I don't know. That's the most. Li- that's the latest incarnation. Um, let's see. What did you already play? You well, played Clean the Machine. The Shake. Uh, and, I would Terminate, man. Uh, perfect. It was going to be that or it comes to. But, yeah, Terminate is perfect. Perfect. And until next time, guys. And you guys are always welcome back. And are, are we sure you plugged everything you need to get out there? Oh, yeah. I mean, like I said, we're not Notorious Whores. <laughs> we're just fashionable ones. Can I call this show Notorious Whores? <laughs> Do whatever you want, man. All right, man. Hey, all right, uh, all right, well, stay with me, guys. Uh, I'm going well, to say goodbye to the uh, friends, folks, and teams out there. Thanks for listening to Kettle Whistle Radio. Thank you.
Some Lucello, okay? Okay, let's settle that. Are you a fan of classic cinema or a young person who wants to discover the best films of all time? Do these legendary movies still hold up? On the Generation Film Podcast, two guys who grew up when movies dominated the culture share a great film with a panel of young movie lovers and see how it plays for today's generation. We discuss changes in storytelling styles, representation, the making of each film, its initial reception, and how its meaning has changed over the years. Join us as we explore cinema classics across generations on Generation Film. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric Acid.